Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Great Love Media. Today's episode of the Great Love Debate is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked's mission is to make professional health testing easily accessible and ensure that no individual ever puts off a test due to not wanting to be able to visit a healthcare provider. We're also brought to you today by the Great Love Debate virtual tour. Now, finally, especially now, everyone who has never had a chance to partake in all the feisty fun of one of our Great Love Debate shows from the quarantine comfort of your home. Now you can. Uh, all of you listeners in places like Terre Haute, Indiana, or Cheyenne, Wyoming, who email me and say, when are you coming to our city? Well, the answer is probably never. But here is how you can come to the debate. All the hilarity, all the honesty, all the interactivity that makes the GLD so special and fun. And you can take part no matter where you are. Go to greatlovedebate.com and choose from any one of the next six Tuesday nights. Grab your spot. We are limiting them to just 100 participants, so don't miss out. It is honestly so much more engaging, enlightening, and entertaining than anything you could be doing during these trying times and give your love life a leg up and kickstart for the months ahead when we get out of here. These are really, really fun. I might never go outside again. GreatLoveDebate.com. They are 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Do your own time zone math if you are somewhere other than one of those two places, and we will see you at the debate. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome to The Great Love Debate, the world's number one dating and relationship podcast since 2015. Uh, Back with me through the wonders of modern technology, the always appreciated, the always preferred, but the not always here, the two-time Emmy Award winning Keiko. Hey, hey. Uh, And Keiko's been uh, uh, absentee because she's working on a TV show. So I'm going to give her 30 seconds now to pitch you guys uh, on how you can be a part of uh, what will probably be her third Emmy Award winning TV show. Hit it, Keiko. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, yes, in fact, um, right now I am casting Couples in Crisis for a brand new docu-series for a major cable network. And this is, by the way, get this, from the producers of hit TV shows Married at First Sight and Love is Blind. So you know that this is going to be good. I'm casting young married couples whose love is on the rocks. Are you on the fence about whether to stay in your marriage, on the verge of splitting up, considering divorce? Let our experts help you find common ground on this show. 
By the way, couples selected will be compensated. For more information, please just email me at greatlovedebate at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, couples TV show or couples in crisis. Again, greatlovedebate at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you with all the info. Thanks. Yes. And so many people you know are going to get divorced at the end of this. So this is a good opportunity for them to be on a major television show. Uh, anyway, um, we got somebody else here uh, joining us today uh, through the wonders of modern technology. Uh, she's been on the show many, many times. She is the love guru here at The Great Love Debate. She's the host of, uh, what's it called? Charisma Quotient? Yeah, you Charisma, got it. Charisma <laughs> Quotient podcast. Um, she's known throughout the world as Kimmy Love. Kim Seltzer, how are you? Good. How are you in quarantine land? Pretty good. I brought you in today because we have had so many uh, emails come in over the last few weeks um, that I thought we had to tackle some of these. I thought we had to, to deal with some things that are sort of specific to the right now. So I'm violating two, um, two of our tenets of podcasting here. One, that um, everything that we talk about should be evergreen. These will be slightly green. Uh, uh, and the secondly is that uh, I want all my people to be in the same room with me, but um, due to the logistical and uh, governmental requirements, we can't do that right now. But there are questions that we have been getting, and I think they're good ones, and I think they are always going to be relevant in some way. Uh, so I brought in Kimmy Love to tackle them. First of all, are you holding up okay, Kimmy Love? I am. I have my health, so I'm happy about that. And yeah, actually helping a lot of clients in quarantine land get in virtual relationships. So well, I am excited to get, talk about this. We stuff. will get to the ridiculousness yeah. of that um, shortly. Have you coughed yet? No, no coughing. I, I coughed. The other, I coughed outside the other day. I might as well have been waving a gun. That's how socially unacceptable it was. Like, it's a really dicey thing to cough anywhere anyway. But if you're outside and you let a cough go, oh, my God, the looks are, they, they want to arrest you on the spot. Well, what I'm finding so interesting is that the physical distancing doesn't mean to not smile or make eye contact with people. Even in your mask, you can still smile with your eyes, make eye contact. People are avoiding, like, looking at each other. Yes, this is my dream. This is fantastic. I know, right. Brian, this is (laughs) is your world. This is it. I think, like, no, we're not supposed to even look at each other. I know. It's so, oh, I'm having such a hard time with it. It's fine. Uh, Keiko's always friendly and smiley. So I do. I, I found myself actually waving to people. So I'll have my mask on, but I'll still yeah. either, like a little mini salute or I'll just a, a little half wave, you know, and, and then they do the same. So I know they're smiling and, under and there. And Keiko, you've always <laughs> been very big on what's the little bow called in Asia, the little bow thing? It's called the Y. How do you spell that? A w, I believe it's W-A-I, and it's just W-A-I. where you put your hands put your together, hands together like a little prayer and do a little bow. Right, right, and you do a little, and you do a little bow. And I there like are different places uh, to put your hands depending on who you're bowing to, who you are greeting. If you put your hand, your prayer hands on your chest, it's because you are greeting someone that is a peer. If you put them up more toward your, uh, your mouth area, that is a teacher. If you put them um, more toward your um, your the middle of your face like a nose that would be your elders like someone that you have respect for and on your forehead that would be like the buddha that would be like your your god that would be a religious thing so the best thing to do is always just put your hands on your chest and do the little bow and it's always very acceptable to um to greet your peers in in that way fun fact from the great love debate you didn't know that did you kimmy love 
No, I didn't. And it's so lovely and so much sweeter than the elbow bump. Yeah. Well, two things. I, <laughs> well, I saw two people doing the, doing the foot thing today. They oh were, yeah. That's weird. I don't like that either. But um, two things that I've always liked because I've been to Asia a bunch of times. I do like the mask thing. I like that if you don't feel 100%, you wear a mask. I think that's very courteous of, yes. of them. Uh, and I do like the little, uh, the little, as Keiko said, the why. I do like that. I think that's a good little sh- sign of uh, peace and respect to uh, other people. But that being said, uh, we got a whole batch of um, listener letters. We have not done a listener letter thing in quite a while. So we are doing uh, a little bit of a version on that today. Uh, and what is it called, Keiko? This is called the quarantine questions. Dot dot da. We still get the sound effects. I love still it. Still get the sound effects. So these are uh, half dozen or so questions that you guys have sent us through various means of um, that you have that are sort of specific to now. But I hopefully they we are going to answer them in a general way that we, you can use this in uh, 2035 um, when we are living on the moon. So uh, have at it, Keiko. The floor is yours. <laughs> All right. Our first question is from Jason in Rochester. And uh, Jason says, "Um, I've been with my girlfriend for almost eight months and we're stuck together in my apartment during the shutdown. And I'm learning a lot of new things about her that I never knew before. Most importantly, I learned that she's really a brunette. (laughs) I had no idea. And honestly, I kind of like it. But see, she's totally freaked out about it. And I can't even mention that I like it better without her getting upset that I'm even noticing it or her saying that I must have thought she was ugly before. How do I have this conversation? I really do like it better. (laughs) Huh. Uh, well, Keiko seems to be a blonde. Kim, you're a little darker than I remembered. Um, what is that? No, I'm I'm, I'm blonde. Uh, I that's one area that I have not had to worry about. I, there's other things I've had to worry about not being able to go to, like the nail salon uh, and stuff like that. But. You know, I ran into I ran into a situation similar to this one. So, so just sum up the gist of it. He, her hair is turning darker. He yep. did not know that she wasn't a blonde and he likes it. And by bringing it up, of course, typical girls like, you thought I was ugly, pretty much, right? Right, that's correct. Uh, I had the situation kind of like this once. I uh, cast a, a play that I was directing and I had too many blondes in the cast. So we, uh, me and the producers got together and we ended up paying one of the cast members like $300 to dye her hair brown for the run of the play because she thought it was a huge deal to give up her blonde well two years later she was still walking around as a brunette she liked it better i think we should have gotten a refund for um having her do that (laughs) you know it was crazy because she put up such a fit um what is what's going on with that kim that is that is that a thing that uh the because my hair is long i kind of like it i don't have to shave it's nice this isn't about the hair, you know, this is more about communication, right? Like this, this, we could replace this scenario with anything. It could be how he likes her better without a lot of makeup or, you know, whatever it is. And so what I'm not clear on, on the question, did he actually try and talk to her or he's scared? No, I got the impression that he says, hey, I kind of like you now. Like he said it wrong is the impression I get. Like you look so good now. You know, 
You know, I got the impression that's what happened. No, I think it's it's a. I think he's it's, just he's scared. Yeah, he he didn't say anything yet. That's what I wanted yeah. to clarify. So, so that's to know, important. Well, how should I bring this up? Because I don't want her to feel like I didn't think she was pretty before, or like I think she, you know. So he doesn't want to offend her, but he wants to let her know that hey, you can be natural, and I I really like this. Right. So he hasn't said anything yet. So that's that's an important thing. Well, so like for me, it goes back to you know really starting with what he likes and not just having confidence around stating that, you know, if he's worried about her reaction, like that says something more about, I think maybe her insecurities and that he's picking up on and that kind of thing. Yeah, He, says, he likes the hair just, you know, to come out and say, I really like your hair that way. He it is always. She, listen, he, she, he does say she is totally freaked out about it. So obviously she's stuck in quarantine and she's like, oh my God, my hair is turning brown. So she's right. about and it. So if he goes, you know what? I kind of like it, which either he's saying that because he legitimately likes it, which he does, or he's saying that to make her feel better. That is always, it is always hard to tell a woman that, that you like something now that was different from before, because she's usually going to misinterpret that. Yeah. Um, which is a girl problem. But that is yeah. a thing. Yeah, it is a thing because that's what I was wondering too. Like, did she ask for his feedback? Like, what is it? Like, where is this coming from? Like, does he want to comfort her? Did she ask for his feedback? You know, I mean, those are some of the questions that would help answer how he would answer. But honestly, like, if he just comes from a place of honesty and what he's really liking and ask her and what what's hard for her, I mean, it's really just comforting her. And if, you know, if they have that kind of open communication and trust with each other, that it should, it should still be okay. Yeah. How long did they say they were dating and he didn't know? Eight months. Almost eight Here, months. Here's a little tip for you. What's his name? His name is Jason. Jason in Rochester. Jason in Rochester. Um, because, um, you know, this may or may not be your last girlfriend, but if you're back out there in the wild dating again, assume that none of them are really blonde. Okay? <laughs> Except Keiko and I. <laughs> especially in Rochester. Okay? That's upstate New York. Almost nobody there is really blonde. So um, you have to just assume it's never their real color and uh, let it go as, as you may. That's very funny. That's funny. Well, the other thing too about blonde hair, you know, is that unless you're like really, really Nordic and one of those natural platinum blondes, um, blonde hair does turn darker over time as you age. I was a toehead when I was little and now I'm sort of a honey blonde. Um, I'm a natural blonde, but it's definitely gotten way, way, way darker as I've gotten older. Um, is and the pregnancy no dying of the hair thing? Is that still a thing or is that... Yeah, I think it is. Is that right, Kim? Yes, it is. But, you know, I think people are coming out with organic stuff now, just like with nail polish as well. But yeah, there must be a nice way for him to say this, though. What do you what do you think about that, Kim? I mean, is it nice for him to say, hey, you know, if, I mean, because he's saying she's freaked out. So could he bring up that he likes it in the, you know, in the guise of comforting her? Can he say, hey, don't freak out about it. Uh, first of all, I think you, you, you're so beautiful and I love you and you look amazing. And I love this brown hair. I love the blonde hair. I just love you and you look great. So can he do that maybe or something? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think any kind of version of that, but I think I would have him also ask her just, you know, what do you, 
you know, what's been hard of it for you and how can I comfort you? Like actually ask her what she needs rather than just like kind of go, oh no, honey, you look great. You look great. You guys, you guys are, are giving her too much credit. Fuck that. She's a lunatic. She needs to get over it. During these times, she's probably wearing shitty clothes. Her nails are falling apart, whatever. You, the fact that you're there and you're, and you're showing her that you care, you care and you love her no matter what. And she's still freaked out about her hair. You guys are probably going to, be uh get divorced and end up on the show Keiko's casting soon enough because it's not going to work <laughs> out she needs to get it of all the things going on in the world she should not be that upset over her hair color that you can't even have a conversation about it but Brian so. you're right I mean I guess that's what I was saying this isn't really about the hair it's about her insecurity and communication bottom line yeah she's a mess so um enjoy the rest of your quarantine Jason okay next question Keiko oh my gosh oh, bye Jason bye Jason thanks for okay. listening we still love you Jason <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, next one is from Sherry in Raleigh. Brian, you are the first one to say that there are opportunities to make a connection everywhere. Yet I've heard you say over and over that you shouldn't be connecting during quarantine time. That seems very hypocritical. How does that make sense? I'm going to let Kim lay out whatever she's encouraging people to do, and then I will rebut it. This is the great love debate. And if Kim is really encouraging people to have these uh, uh, quarantation chips, um, give me your argument for it, Kim, and then I will give you my argument against it. Okay. And I have a feeling we're going to end up in the same place as we always do. But what here's what I'll say is that I'm finding that Um, my clients who had difficulties before all of this happened is still having difficulties, you know, whether they were dating online or not. Mm -hmm. And what I am also finding is that people are using this time to slow down, focus on themselves. And by doing that, in essence, they are working on their dating life, right? So if they had a hard time connecting in, in ways of communication Um, expressing themselves, flirting. This is the perfect time to get a handle on this stuff and practice those things. So when I call, you know, quarantine relationships or virtual relationships, what I mean by that is this is a time to develop relationships in different ways than people have ever before. And it's a way to break people's patterns. So like I have four clients right now, four, I can just off the top of my head who have these virtual relationships going on and they're loving it because it's allowing them to really practice some of these skills that were lacking before all this happened. Does the other person know that they're just practicing? It's not a matter of labeling it as that because in reality, it should be that way even in the physical world is that I think people get too far ahead of things and they're thinking about the soulmate rather than just working on the date and connecting. Uh, and that's, well, that's what I am. That's well, how they, I they might as well be writing letters to prisoners then because that's as realistic it is. Uh, what this is doing, these people that are uh, attempting to uh, kill time um, by getting into these, uh, quarantine relationships via Skype or Zoom or phone or whatever, is it's generating a lot of false positives. And what I mean by that is when you go on The Bachelor or when you go on Spring Break or when, yes, you fall in love with one of the Menendez brothers or you go to Las Vegas, you are meeting somebody in an environment that is not real life not your real life and not their real life. So you know what happens when, when, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in quarantine is stay in quarantine. 
Uh, and when you go back to your real life and your real schedule and your real obligation, suddenly you're not chit-chatting with each other every single day at 11 p.m. for three hours like you did during quarantine times, and you're going to get hurt. And we're always in favor of people not getting hurt, which is why I'm against it. And it's far more likely that you're going to uh, that trying to connect in an abnormal environment is going to lead to a high hurt rate instead of a high hit rate. So that's why I've been against it all the time. Uh, you know, summer dreams ripped at the seams. That's what this is going to be. Okay. Cause when the lights go on and everybody goes off and suddenly you're like, you talk to this person in this unnatural environment, just like on the bachelor and they go out to the real world. It doesn't work out 99% of the time. When you go on spring break and Sandy and Danny go back to high school, doesn't work out. When the, you write this, uh, you go visit this prisoner um, and you're, you're the only opportunity for them and, you, and then they get released, they're going to dump you. So all of these things are generating what I keep calling false positives. I think that's dangerous. I think people are going to get hurt more likely than they are going to hit on suddenly the love of their life. Okay, but we could reverse that and I can recite plenty of situations and my clients included where they were crashing and burning before all this happened and they okay. were having the false right. hopes and dates because they were numbing out, swiping, going on dates and not connecting. But and actually they're, they're they're better off now than they were before because they're it, actually learning some social skills. They're learning No, they're learning social skills with a captive audience. So boredom dating is not dating. So when you don't have, when you're talking to each other, chit-chatting, when there's no opportunity to go out that Friday night, it's fake and it's generating a false positive. So this confidence that you think you're building up in this bubble is going to get burst the minute the lights go on and we're out in the real world. I think they're better off hitting the pause button. And I'm not saying you should spend all your time on Netflix, but as I said on the last podcast, think about things and create dreams in your head. What would I do if I had a date right now? What would I do if I was online right now? And do all the things virtually by yourself so that you're ready before you involve either another person who might hurt you or another person, if you're just practicing, who might get hurt. That's my thought. I agree to disagree. I will okay. say that because I, I think that um, – whether it's semantics, whether you're talking about working on yourself, working on your flirting skills virtually with somebody or without, to to not have movement and just sit here and wait until we're back on the physical world, I think is a big mistake because I think that right now is an opportunity to to work on some of this stuff. And, you know, even in the physical world, people were doing the same thing. So why not? I don't want people working on stuff with me. Either that's the- you. That's no, you. I know, but I don't think most people do. I don't want to be the practice dummy, you know? I don't want to be the test crash test dummy. I want it to be legit. Keiko, what do you think? Keiko, yeah. What do you, you're quiet over there. Uh, You know something? I've been absorbing this conversation. And honestly, I have to say that one thing I hadn't thought of is this idea that comparing this to the artificial environment of like The Bachelor, which is what they always say. You know, everyone who comes out of it says, oh, okay. And then we got back to the real world and things were different. And so I think there is some of that. And yet I, I do also think that, that 
this could give people the chance to get to know each other more slowly without the pressure of, you know, whether or not you are wearing the right outfit or, you know, this or that. I mean, you only need a good top, you know, so it's going to give you a think lot of money right because there. you don't know them. Like I always say, I've said on the podcast a million times, anybody can date on a Saturday night. Tuesday night is when relationships are formed. So you're not really knowing anything other than, wow, this person's so wonderful. They give me two hours every night of their time. Well, I guess that's my point, though. Isn't this kind of like the Tuesday night date? Because you don't have all the accoutrement. You don't have all the fan. The fantastic I agree with Kate. No, no. it's the Saturday night date when my only focus on you because I don't have to work. This is, this is you and me looking at each other through the screen and coming up with that thing called conversation. Yes. And so we don't have anything else to lean on. We don't have other stuff to distract us or even to support us. I mean, it's kind of nice when you when you are in a natural dating environment because you can say, oh, look at that. Isn't that pretty? Or, you know, so when you've got art or you've got food or something else that you can talk about, but when it's just the two of you there, um, that I think that's extremely intimate. You're, and I think no, you it's not intimate, the opportunity killing, to get to know someone. But you're killing time I, with each other. But I will um, say this. I think that when, I do think that when it's over, um, people are going to get hurt. There will, I don't know about that, but I think there will be a transition thing. You know, is it going to be the same in the outside world as here in video? Right. And people are more, most bachelors end up with a girl crying in the limo. And I'm trying to avoid that. The hurt rate is going to be far higher than the hit rate. Kim, you know, a lot of people who, who, how did you meet? And they say, we met in college. That's wonderful, right? Have you ever heard anybody who said, how'd you guys meet? We met on spring break. No, you haven't. You've never met anybody long term. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of people who met in like isolated incidences that that translated to a relationship. I that's no nobody's like it's like Florida State and the University of Georgia and they all went to Cancun and then they continued dating after spring break. That never happened. If that has happened, what t-shirt contests on Zoom for God's sakes? This is not the same thing right now. Absolutely. These chit chats are very quickly escalating to wet t-shirt contests. I, was I guarantee you. <laughs> wow, this is getting heated. All right, this is great. Love doing. So that's how I feel about it. I'm trying to avoid um, people getting hurt, and I think statistically, uh, you're kidding yourself if you think that these are. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Real relationships budding here, but, you know, there's okay, a, can there's I a just, chance I'm can wrong. Can I just say one last thing? Because I yeah. agree with Keiko and that what I'm seeing is that there's a lot more authentic connections happening because all the barriers are being kind of stripped down with people and we're, we're like, kind of starting out more raw and real with each other and interactions. I have a meeting at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, but I'm still going to squeeze a, uh, some time in to talk to you because I really like you. Real is not, I got nothing to do. Let's talk for two hours. That's not real. That's not authentic. You know, you might as well, you're really just pen palling. You're, you're creating a lot of friend zone here. 
you know, okay. and that's what, so what would you say then if we let's go with your theory that people yeah. are just supposed to like kind of be like on uh, an island by themselves, not go on dates and, and keep some of that, you know, muscle going, then what happens to people when that muscle's atrophied and then they go out and then they try to interact with the world? What about that effect where people this, this, socially, this, totally like distant from everybody? This skill not is not going to translate to the real world. You're better off taking guitar lessons on Zoom than you are trying to pick up some girl right now. That's what I think. Because if you had such a bad dating existence that you need to do this or your muscles, you know, going to atrophy, then you weren't dating very well before. And this is not a good way to practice it. So you can talk about this on one of our, we brought it up on our virtual, our virtual great love debates. This does come up. Uh, you'd be surprised at how much crazy shit is going on with these things, but we'll get back to that. So who wrote, who, who was that about? Who was that from? Ray from Raleigh. Um, uh, oh, Raleigh was one of the shows we had to cancel. Sorry, Raleigh. Um, I've made my position on this. Kim's made her position on this. Uh, I'm just explaining why I think I'm not being hypocritical because I think this is uh, more of an opportunity to be hurt than, than anything else. So that's me. And I'm just coming from a place of just seeing how good my clients are doing and how happy they are that they're actually growing and learning stuff about themselves in this yeah. process. All right. Well, hire Kim. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ne- uh, next one, Kego. <laughs> the next one is from Marissa, and this came uh, via the Facebook page. You know that REM song, It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine? Well... This is this. Let me start that again. Well, is this the end of the dating as we know it? And why do I actually feel fine about it? Do you believe this is true? And is it okay to feel that way? Uh, I honestly think it's the opposite. And kind of to to carry over from the last question we asked, I don't think that as soon as we can go back to some semblance of normality, that everybody's going to rush out in big groups. I think people are far more likely to baby step it by going out one-on-one. I think there'll be more dates than anything else in the first weeks and months of this. I think a lot of people will be like, I want to connect with a person, but I'm still creeped out about a thousand people. So I think that the dating is actually going to be better than it ever has. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I actually agree with you. And I think because people will be craving that physical connection with, with others. Oh, yeah. so I think there's going to be just an influx of interaction with each other, but you're right there. It, the world as we know it, like the song is going to be different and there's going to be a new normal for sure. And what that looks like, I don't think any of us know, but I do think people are going to crave that physical touch. Right. I think the, where we had slipped into this hangout culture, like let's just all go meet at the beer bar, or the wine bar or whatever. I think people are going to be reluctant to do that. Sorry to all my friends in the, in the bar business, but I think so. Yeah. But I think the, it will go back to a lot of one-on-one dates. I think people will start out with one person at a time um, so I think this is actually going to be a good thing um, for dating. So hold off on your uh, virtual chats, people, and, and wait till it all is ready. But I think it's, it's going to be good. Uh, and you know what's going to help you at that time? What's that? Let's get checked. 
Our new friends at Let's Get Checked make professional health testing easily accessible and ensure that no individual ever puts off a test due to not wanting to or being able to visit a healthcare provider. Let me tell you how Let's Get Checked works. You can choose your test online, men's health, women's health, sexual health, wellness. They can check your hormones, STD checks, vitamin tests, testosterone, fertility, on and on and on. And you can figure out what's going on in those deep places you don't always want to talk about. The test of your choosing will be delivered to you in indiscreet packaging with next day delivery. You activate your test and collect your sample. Return your sample using the prepaid shipping label. And once your sample arrives at the Let's Get Checked lab, confidential results will be available to your secure online account within two to five days. <coughs> I coughed. I might need to get my stuff checked. Once your results are available, they're reviewed by a physician. Uh-oh. Uh, a nurse will contact you for consultation. Basically, it's this. We have all kinds of things that we either let go or want to know, whether it's fertility, hormone levels, all other things, and we don't know how to get it checked. Let's Get Checked will take care of this for you. Their labs are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. Let's Get Checked lets you avoid uncomfortable office visits by providing you with access to home testing and professional medical consultations without ever leaving your house. It's never been this simple to get tested, and this is the time to get tested for all kinds of things. So use promo code uh, GREATDEBATE. So take out the love. GREATDEBATE, 20% off. Go to try LGC. LGC, like, let's get checked. T-R-Y-L-G-C dot com slash great debate. I'm going to give it to you again. T-R-Y-L-G-C. So try L-G-C dot com slash great debate. Your health should never take a back seat. And thanks to our new friends at Let's Get Checked. for That's a good service for everybody, right? Excellent. Okay. Awesome. All right. Back to the quarantine questions. All righty. And the next one is from Randy in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Randy says, I put on a pair of jeans the other day for the first time in three weeks. And honestly, it was as big of an ordeal as I, as if I was putting on a full tuxedo. I haven't <laughs> even thought about shaving. Um, is this sort of comfort chic style going to be our new reality going forward? And if so, isn't that a good thing? Oh, <laughs> I think we have see, I have been uh, grooming myself um, for the flip flop life. For many, many years. I know. You're uh, in your element, Brian. I know. So this does not make any change or whatever. Uh, I did have to put on pants, though, for something like the other day. And it, I get what he's saying. It was like having to get formally dressed. Um, I think, uh, you know, just how I, um, you know, people are starting to cute up their masks a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people are, are taking their comfort look you know, to a higher place than they're not just Lululeming it. I think, I think there's a lot more hats and I think there's a lot more scrunchies and I think there's a lot more, um, how can I maximize my messy hair look? Like, I think it's a good thing. I like it. I like comfort. What do you say? Comfort chic? Comfort chic. Yeah. Yeah, I like comfort chic. Uh, I think that's good. That will, you know, will, uh, we've gotten used to seeing each other in a way you know, the good thing about this with a few more wrinkles and a few more grays. And I don't think anybody's complaining about it. I think everybody's relaxed about it. I think everything is cool with it. Um, 
I think people are relieved. Some people are relieved, you know. um, Wait, I got it. Comfort, quarantine, chic. We can, yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, it's been fun watching all the celebrities also kind of let their hair down with no makeup. And, you know, again, like there's this kind of authenticness that's coming from it too. But on the flip side, you know, as much as I'm enjoying the comfort as well, and I think there's something really good about it, there's also the other extreme where I think a lot of people have just let themselves go. And also with that becomes sluggish energy and lack of self care. And there is something to be said about dressing up every now and then and, and getting camera ready for maybe some zoom happy hour dates or, or business meetings. Actually, Jimmy Kimmel's wife started that like formal Friday thing where everyone has to get dressed up on Friday. So, and again, given what I do for a living, I know this to be true, that actually your performance will go up, your energy will go up if you take the time to do that every now and then. But maybe there's this new fashion that we can all start and starting with the masks and all that. So I think it's I think the the best accessory you can ever wear is a smile. And I think that a lot of people are not smiling during this time because they're not seeing each other and they don't have a reason to. And if you've forgotten forgotten how to smile, there's masks. So I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of, uh, I saw this thing on a bunch of hospital workers um, in New York City where they are so covered in protective equipment that they look scary to an already terrified patient. So what they're doing is they're taking pictures of themselves smiling without all the equipment and taping them to the outside of their protective gown so that the person who who is being treated understands that this is a smiley, friendly human being underneath all of that. I think that's awesome. Um, And I think that, you know, clothing aside, hair aside, makeup aside, we cannot forget how valuable smiling is uh, in all of this now and in all of this moving forward, you know? And I say that as somebody who, who um, gives side eyes and glares, you know, 99% of the time, but I'm not right on that. I need to smile more and I need to, as Keiko said, make the eye contact, do the things. And, and, and that will make even the worst clothing look better. Well, Brian, I would say this is a time that you can practice that virtually, but you're going to tell me that that's a false sense of reality and it's not going to apply to the outside world. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's not a dating thing, so I'm not going to get it uh, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is my whole point. This is a dating thing because there are some people who don't smile and make eye contact out in the real world. This is a time they can practice that skill on Zoom. I'm just saying. I guess. All right. I'm smiling. Am I smiling? I'm smiling. Now you're smiling. There's I can it. see it, but not anyone else can, but I can hear it in your voice. I know. You can hear it. It's a smile. It's from within. Smile it's within. within here. Keiko, you're a big smiley, happy person. Yes, I am. Yeah. Do you care <laughs> about, uh, about um, this, this, what does he call it? Comfort chic? Are you in on the comfort chic? I'm I'm totally in on the comfort shake. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> recently asked me if I won the lottery, how would my lifestyle change? Somebody I asked you like, that because I asked that question. What? 
Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So then you know what my answer was. My answer was that I would buy more expensive gym clothes. Um, it is my dream <laughs> to wear nothing but gym clothes and loungewear. That is it. I, I am someone who I do not, I'm, first of all, I'm not that graceful in the first place. So I have no desire to wear very high heel shoes. I would be much better off to have a, a complete wardrobe of beautiful sneakers in every single color than I would be on, you know, buying a bunch of high heel shoes. I mean, I really, I love love being comfortable. But not only that, it's kind of what Kim said too. As I watch TV and I'm seeing all of the, the newscasters in their living rooms and their dens and things like that, and the dog runs through and you can hear the baby in the background and you see like how they're, you know, they're decorating style and some of it's really good and some of it's really awful. And this <laughs> is such a leveler. This is such a humanizer. I mean, every single one of us is so human and it's just like the mask is off. We might be wearing masks on our faces, but the reality is that the mask is off. None of us can help but be who we are right now, which is which is utterly human. Yeah, and that's a good thing moving forward. Okay, yeah. uh, next one, Keiko, please. And uh, last but not least, and this came to us from, um, it says vid via Facebook page. Um, I had just started dating a girl and I thought she was awesome. So I wanted to keep things going, even though we're in separate parts of town. And I have what is considered an essential job. So I have to keep working. I am exposed to people. So we agreed to keep distancing until things calmed down. I thought we could get by on the phone and FaceTime, but it has been impossible because her kid is always around. No school, no play dates, no soccer camp, nothing. I don't want to end it because I know it's just temporary, but the kid is so annoying and I never really realized it before. Is, is that a bad thing to say or think? No. No. <laughs> Kim, you're the only one who's a mom out of the three of us. How Do you have the kids more all the time? I mean, the truth is, is that he might as well know the reality now than later because that, that kid ain't going to go away. So, I mean, al although that must be hard as he's, you know, trying to court her in these beginning phases, um, that is the reality. I, you know, what he sees in, in the back and what he hears is what he would have to deal with moving forward in the relationship. So, um, the fact that that's hard for him now, he's got to kind of, you know, really... Well, I, I don't know because... You know, I'm always a big fan of the single parents dating, but when the single parents are dating you for a good chunk of it, you're getting them without the kids. No, I okay? totally agree. I you totally are. Agree. Yeah. And so you're getting that version. And sometimes you're getting a really fun version of them because they're so relieved to not have the kids that right. they just want to be as fun as possible. Right. So now, you know, all these people that are trying to virtually date, a lot of them are not... Uh, parents or single parents yeah. because single parents have never been more overwhelmed than they are right now. They mm -hmm. are having to entertain the kids. They're having to teach the kids. Yeah. They're having to, you know, do all of the things plus a hundred other things going on. It is a tough situation. Um, I think that this isn't necessarily the reality of it. And he's in a situation where he has a job that keeps him away from her well, he has to look at it where she has a job that is preventing her from being him. And when things go back to normal, she won't be 24 seven 
w- one kid, did she say Keiko's or one kid? Yeah. One, a kid, mm-hmm. you know, um, so whatever it was before, I think they will regain that. And I think he's got to suck it up. Now, if he had, ne- is the point where he had never been introduced to the kid and then he's like, oh my God, I, I can never deal with her mom time. That's a problem. Well, what concerns me is that he said the kid is so annoying. Like, you know, so I just, again. Maybe the kid is annoying. Right. But that's not going to go away for him when, you know, they, they meet. But to your point, it's, it's weird in this quarantine space that, you know, time is almost sped up where people had the luxury of taking time and establishing a foundation before kids and all the other kind of external stressors people have, people are forced to kind of look at things sooner. And whether or not that's good or bad, it's just a different dynamic. And, and it's something that people have to face. How much do, do parents mind taking parenting advice from non-parents? Because I got plenty of it and I think I'd be good at it. Is it, is it shut the fuck up? You have no idea what I'm dealing with here? Or well, is you it know, it was funny because I was a very young therapist, you know, and I used to do child and family therapy right out of grad school. Was I, I, I worked with kids and I would tell parents what to do. Now, I think I think I help people a lot, just like how probably you had good advice. And I, from actually a neutral standpoint, not being mm-hmm. so emotionally invested, there, there's some benefits to that. But then when I became a parent... I look back and I was like, wow, I didn't know what the heck I was talking about. (laughs) I noticed they don't like it. Even though I do have all the answers and I can fix your kids in like 30 seconds, um, they don't like it at all. They really don't. It's hard. You're very reasonable. Yeah, let me me, uh, come in with a couple of things here. First of all, he said he just started dating the girl. So that's, you know, so that's one thing. The other thing is that the child is going to grow up. So depending on on whether or not he can navigate you know the potential of the re- this the relationship with her that he's just started dating they don't get um, better the when child, they're 15 the child is going to grow <laughs> up well not- the kid's probably nine and 15. The kid's going to be a well, nightmare. Could, well, I did this. This could be a, this could be in the terrible twos. This could be a two year old. We don't know um, the age, right? We don't know the age. No, we do not know. It just says her kid's always around. He does say no school, no play dates, no soccer camp, nothing. So maybe I'm assuming that, nine. The child is a little bit older, but it's just, you know, but it's hard to say. And then the children are with, with what they're going through, you know, with not understanding this whole quarantine thing. I mean, they could be real, you know, grabby and mommy, 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 much more so than they are in real life. So I think he has to somehow figure out whether or not this girl that he's just started dating is worth, you know, hanging on to holding, you know, holding on semi pause here until, until they can have a little more alone time and figure out what they have. Um, I will say that as somebody who, who, who has in the past been in a, um, in a long distance relationship, which was very similar to this because most of the time we could really only see each other on, you know, Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Um, that in itself is really, really difficult. That's really difficult. So if he's just started seeing her and they're really only being able to communicate, you know, by video chat and there's the child who needs a lot of attention because the poor little thing is just confused about the whole situation. I don't know. I personally don't think the odds of this are really great just because it's a brand new 
person that he's started dating, but I hope that, you know, if they like each other, that they'll give it a chance. Well, I mean, I think part of it is, is it sounds like if he did not, if he was one of those people who are not working now, that he could have been invited over, apparently, because he did bring that up. Like, I can't go over there because I'm out in the world and I don't want to be germy. And that's well, the way I interpreted it. You know what? The thing is, though, that things have changed, remember, like, you know, like week by week by week. It's like yeah. at first we were saying, oh, well, this is okay. And then the, by the next week, it's this is okay. And and right now, as we're recording this, we are in the week where they literally just told us you cannot be around people outside without a mask on. Well, look, we don't, I don't, we don't it's know. Only, only where you are, but in a lot of places you can still. So, yeah, yeah. I'm where's in he? Where's he? Yeah, um, he is. Uh, it just is vid via Facebook page. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess just to put a button on it. In this case, it's hard because we don't know all the ins and outs and the age and and all that. But I think like what I've been doing with a lot of people is just getting clear on, first of all, what is your goal right now with the relationship and also doing a cost benefit analysis on like, what are you benefiting from keeping in this relationship and what is it costing you? And I think you have to kind of come to that conclusion, you know, just for yourself. And does it make sense to continue? Like, what are you getting from it? Or is the cost too much, you know, emotionally? And, and I think that's where he's left with. I think he's yeah. not dating anybody else in the meantime. So stick it out. See what happens on the backside. You never know. Oh, you know what? I, and this is so funny. Um, it's actually David via Facebook. I'm sorry about that. My, my, that, doesn't, that doesn't change things. It doesn't he probably, change. He probably goes by vid. <laughs> What's in a name? Yeah, vid. Yeah, there was there was a break. Have you ever known a David who went by Vid? I think if I were David, I would go by Vid. <laughs> well, I just fuck, thought fuck Vid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I all right, this was good, Kimmy. Love. We had a little bit of disagreement, which I always like. Um, tell everybody what you're working on besides helping people quarantine date. Yeah, I'm actually peop- helping people quarantine flirt. And so uh, I've been doing some flirt workshops um, virtually for for different stuff. I also have a new course out called Love Academy and where people can go online and, and do a course and also get some group coaching with me. And of course, people can always find me at my podcast, Charisma Quotient. Uh, all right. Stay safe. How many children? Do you have two children? You don't know this by now, Brian. Lyle. I don't know their names. I think there's two, and I think they're <laughs> yes, bored. there are two, and I have teenagers, so that's that's a it's a different kind of thing. They're just bored. Were they in relationships? Are they in relationships? Were no. they? No, not because that would probably be real annoying having like a 16 year old and you know, right? Friend or they yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. No, they're having fun, like doing Zoom parties and the app called House Party that they're all like congregating on. You know, the one thing for the parents out there, because I do pay attention to the parents out there. They are getting such a break on the one thing. This drive-by birthday party thing where you just drive by the house and like honk your horn and say happy birthday versus doing all the crap that you have to do. Seems like a dream to me. If I'm a parent, you don't have to go to Chuck E. Cheese. You don't have to go to McDonald Land. You don't have you don't have to go to you know walk out in the front Jason's yard. Bar, you don't have to go to Jason's Bar Mitzvah. You don't have to go to a soccer tournament two hours away. So the parents are getting a lot of stuff, getting out of a lot of stuff that they normally would have to do. So enjoy that, uh, moms and dads out there. Uh, as far as us. Like, share, subscribe, and please review this podcast. You can go to ratethispodcast.com slash GLD 
which makes it very, very easy to rate and review this podcast. So you have no excuses anymore. Um, check out our live tour schedule, greatlovedebate.com. There are some shows still on there that hopefully um, in the fall and whatever, and like we brought up earlier, those virtual shows are really, really fun. So if you're not participating in that because you're sitting around watching Tiger King or something like that, then that's your problem. So, you know, do, do take that, take that as, uh, under advisement. Um, <clears throat> I'm coughing. I hope I don't have the, is it called yeah, the whoop? Is it called the Wuhan? What is it called? The Wuhan cough? Yeah, the Wuhan cough. Yeah. Um, shoot us an email, greatlovedebate at gmail.com, uh, and send us your more quarantine questions. I hope we'll never have to do this again, because I hope we'll be out in the world very, very soon. But you never know. As always, at The Great Love Debate. We never stop making love. See you next time.